episode of Stepping into the Light is brought to you by Julia Treats Retreats. Join me for my next pilgrimage to Sedona and return to light with grace and ease. It's all happening May 12th through the 18th of this year, 2022. Visit juliatreat.com to secure your spot today. Hello, beautiful. Welcome to Stepping into the Light with Julia Treat. That's me, your host from juliatreat.com. What a wonderful time to be alive, to witness the shift that's happening within us and all around us. I have been working on several things recently. My kids' Reiki course is complete. I have recorded all of the videos, and I did share one on my YouTube channel. You can just go to YouTube and put in Stepping into the Light, Julia Treat. will take you right to the videos or my page. But the video I shared was a snippet of my course. I wanted to share one video with, you know, you parents and caregivers of the munchkins of the Rainbow Crew so that you could have an idea of my teaching style. And so the video I have on YouTube, it's Reiki Kids Snippet. That's where you can find it on Stepping into the Light. It is me talking about how the children can give Reiki to themselves, to others, to plants, to animals. And so I just shared that entire video from the course so that you can kind of understand how I roll. One thing that's very important when I'm working with the kids is that we always have fun. And, you know, if you don't know this, my back history, I was a speech pathologist working with birth to three, early intervention when I opened up to my abilities. Okay, so I have always had this amazing connection with children. And it's funny, because back when I was a speech path, you know, I, I came to a time where I couldn't do both, all right? And it even makes less sense now for me to be doing speech pathology now that I understand so much more of what's going on in the world. But it got difficult to, you know, have these abilities and then go see, and ch- see children in their homes and say they're, they're talking, which p- the parents or the evaluators would say the child is talking to themselves or, or literally leaning towards an autistic um, a diagnosis of autism when I know the child is actually talking to her aunt and uncle who still hang out with her, who used to live in the house that she lives in. So it became, I'm going to say impossible for me to do both because I couldn't follow the rules of speech pathology and help families in the best way that I, I could possibly do. So, you know, some families were open to it and, and I, I could understand or I kind of just knew that they were open to me sharing my gifts and what really was happening with their child. In fact, that was a true story. A little girl that I uh, worked with named Mary, I write about her. I think I wrote about her in my book. I'm grabbing my book to see. <laughs> uh, I think I did. Yeah, well, if I did, then this will sound familiar. If I didn't, then it's a new story. But Mary was, I don't know, I'm going to say two, around two-ish, when I uh, was called to go work with her. And I would travel to children's homes. You know, I'd go work with them in their home. And so important because, you know, I was showing the parents what to do for carryover, like how they could work with their child each week. And these were weekly visits. You know, I went every week. And you become part of the family. So when I met Mary, she was different, very different, but I knew she was very gifted. It just, it's like intuitively I knew how to teach each child differently. I didn't follow the rules I learned in school, <laughs> you know, at speech path school. I, I did things out of the box, even as a speech path 
And, you know, I was working with the angels at that time, and I called the angels in to help me each time I went in. And I was known for creating miracles with the kids. I was. In fact, other therapists, you know, physical therapists, occupational therapists, if they started working with a family and they realized the child needed speech, they would always tell the family to ask for me. So there was a waiting list, and yeah, I was uh, quite sought after. Now, I'm not telling you that to toot my own horn. Yes, I'm good at what I do, but I'm telling you that because I had these special abilities even then of knowing what to do. And so little Mary, her mother was raised Catholic, and her children went to Catholic school, and you know she had a massive fear of any kind of dark or evil. And... I mean, I just knew that. I just knew that, okay, I don't know. Mary's talking to something. We don't know what's going on. They're leaning towards a, you know, putting her on the spectrum. And I was just inside just fuming. Okay, this is just, it just happens too often, too easily. There's other things going on, right, with a lot of these kiddos. They just, we just have to learn how to be in their world, not make them fit into our world, into a box, And that's unfortunately what society wants to do. And if you don't fit in that box, even with ASD, you're just over here in a special room. (laughs) Oh, I'm going to get started on that. So as I got to know the family, uh, the mother really got close to me and and really trusted me. And I don't know, I think we might have started talking about angels at one time. I have no idea how it came up. I I can't remember. But what it led to was me one day telling the mom, you know, she would always talk about Mary talking to things. Oh, I think she brought up one day something about, do you believe in, you know, our, our loved ones, our family members being guides or coming back or talking to our kids? And I said, oh, yes, I do. Now, she didn't know what else I did. Like, because I was still, I was kind of hiding that from my speech path job. You know, that was a separate business for me. And... So that, to me, was the door, because she said, I believe in that, too. And um, I said, okay, do you know what else I do? And she said, no. And I said, well, I'm a medium. I'm an angel intuitive. I work with angels. I um, am very connected with children, and your child specifically. I know what she's, who she's talking to and what's going on. And she said, oh, my gosh, please tell me. So I got up, and I said, you know, there's a... Now, I didn't know this wasn't always her house, right? I had no clue. I didn't know anything about their family history as far as living in that house. But I said, there is a man and a woman. Um, I'm going to say, and I think I said, uh, oh, I said a man and a woman that talk to her often. And I pointed at the staircase and I said, they go up and down the staircase. And she said, yep, she sees them there. And I pointed at the dining room table and I said, the gentleman sits here on the end and he drinks coffee and the wife sits right there beside him. And I pointed at each seat. And the woman's face, you know, said it all. She was, it looked like she was very much in shock of what I was saying. And she goes, oh, my gosh. You just described where my aunt and uncle sat in those chairs exactly, and my uncle drank the coffee there and had, oh, I think I said he read the newspaper right there. And uh, she said, this is their house. I got the house after they both, you know, left. I don't like to use words anymore like died, passed, because we are eternal beings. We, we never die. So, okay, they left this physical world this time. So I told the mother, I said, yeah. And I said, and Mary, 
because she's not tainted yet or blocked, can see them, can speak with them, can ask them questions. They're helping her. They're teaching her. And I said, and think of this. I told the mom, they're getting ready to give your daughter a diagnosis that's going to put her on the autism spectrum. And she doesn't have that. She has an amazing, unique ability. That's what I always called the, the, the kids I worked with. I would tell their parents, we're going to discover your child's unique ability. <laughs> I did. Always, always. It was so fun. Um, and I always told the parents, I'm going to treat your child like any other child. I'm not going to treat them that they have, like they have a disability. Okay? No, because I'm going to limit their growth if I do that. I'm, I'm treating them, teaching them just like any other child. Okay? Maybe, yes, I need to make some adjustments here or there, but I'm never going to intentionally hold your child from reaching their highest potential. So that mother, thankfully, you know, was on board. We became very good friends, became close, and, you know, she stopped the whole process of getting Mary evaluated and, and get the diagnosis. And so it was cool. You know, Mary and I didn't, we had our speech sessions. We didn't talk about aunt and uncle. She didn't need me to do that. She was two years old having that relationship with them. I didn't need to guide her in any way. I needed to help her family understand what was going on and that it wasn't dark or evil, that it was beautiful. And see, this leads me into the children and that we are here to hold the space for them and allow them to find their way with their gifts. We all come in with unique abilities, with special abilities, with that divine spark, that source, God, creator, gave us that said, here, I'm creating you for this reason. Most believe children start losing their abilities at about, you know, seven, eight, nine. I think it's for many different reasons. One of the reasons, I believe, is the shit that is on TV, okay? The cartoons, if you don't know yet that there is stuff um, subliminally put into cartoons, sexual stuff, scary stuff, it starts that mind control from a very young age, okay? So we start losing it. Maybe something happens and it scares us, um, I got a call. Who was that? I'm trying to think. I think a parent reached out. Uh, their child, oh, their child having nightmares. Okay, let me back up a minute. <laughs> there was much more that happened before that nightmare story. Uh, Michael came home from work one day and said, uh, I don't know if I've told this story before. I apologize if I have. I, I can't remember, but it just popped in my head, so I'll say it again. It's just proof that we need to Believe the children, okay? When they tell us they see something or feel something or know something, we need to believe them, okay? And it's not like, oh, well, here, mommy's going to make it all go away, okay? That's not, be honest, that's not helping them whatsoever, okay? Because it's got to keep coming. You need to understand and, and help your child lean into what's happening and what they can do, which, you know, Archangel Michael is the one that I... <laughs> would say you start teaching your child about first. They don't even, I'm going to be honest, I don't think they need to know about any other angels but Archangel Michael. That would be enough. So Michael came home from work and said, um, I'm training this new guy. Well, he's not a new guy, but he's new to his machine. Michael works on a 
massive, like multi-million dollar printing machine. I think it's like the length of a football field or something. And uh, he's worked there for many years, and he was training a guy to come do his job. I'm going to take it as a God wink there, because <laughs> we really want him to be leaving there soon. So he came home, and he said, I'm training this guy. I'm not going to mention names, but I'm training this guy, and we just got to talking about some stuff. Funny how this happens, right? That kind of what's going on in the world, but then moving into my little boy, who is just three years old, sees things in his closet. Uh, sees a man, I believe. I see, I can't remember the details about that. And Michael came home. I guess that it's not a good thing. You know, this man in the closet was really tormenting him. And so Michael came home and told me, now I don't need to call the parent. I don't need to go to their house. I immediately, I just said, I'll take care of it. Okay, I as in me and the team. So I immediately called in Yeshua. And by the way, if you haven't heard me speak about this yet and you don't know this yet, when Jesus was born, the J wasn't even created yet. His name was Yahshua. Yahshua, Yeshua, however you want to say it, Yahshua. And so I'm honoring the name that he was born with. Calling in Yahshua and Archangel Michael, and I can see the closet, I see it, and you know, it's funny because we just do the work together, the three of us, and now Mary Magdalene's been coming in too. But going into that closet and Yahshua just standing in front of this man who somehow got stuck in this hell here and, you know, holding out his hands and the gentleman just, just leaning in and just hugging him and sobbing, realizing, oh my gosh, I've been on, in this coma, right? In this coma. Which is funny that I'm even saying it that way because that's what humanity's been in is this coma of what's been happening here. So we did the work. I saw the closet as this beautiful golden white light and that's all that's shining in there. And then I kept checking in and I saw the little boy sleeping and uh, sleeping peacefully. And then I said, uh, I also asked that the little boy forget, that he forget it ever happened. Just forget about it. That he would forget it, it would just go away and he wouldn't remember. And it was a few days later and I kept saying, you know, when Michael would go to work, did you, ask, did you find out? Is, it, is he better yet? Because if he wasn't better, I was going to go ahead and reach out and call the mom. I hear of any child being tormented. It's just, uh-uh, not on my watch. Nuh-uh. I don't care if it's an uncrossed soul, a demon, an entity, whatever. Uh, you're, uh-uh, not on my watch. So he came home uh, from work the one day, and he said, you know what? He said, things are different. I said, really? He's like, yeah. He said, it's really different, like, better. So... Again, validation that this, we can do these things really quickly and easily. It just took me moments. That's all it was. And we cleared that space for that little boy. Now, I will continue to check in. You know, if Michael, he knows that too. If he hears something, he can just let me know. Because I also know that these children are very gifted and wide open, and the next thing could show up. All right? I, I'm... I truly believe the dark has been always trying to stop us from stepping into our abilities, our unique, our unique abilities, our gifts given to us by source. And what better way to stop us than to scare the shit out of us, right? 
Which brings me to what's happening right now. The two timelines, the shift in the timeline, the false timeline, the timeline of fear. We're moving into a timeline of freedom. And for those that still aren't aware or awake of what's happening, um, they will be. <laughs> they will be forced to watch the show, you know, to see what's happening. Um, it's no, you know, pulling the covers over our heads and not looking. It's, that's not going to, you're just, everyone's going to have to see. I'm not saying that to upset you or depress you or anger you. I'm just, I feel like I'm trying to prepare people of what's coming that really have no clue yet. And I'm being met with a lot of anger and pushback. And I, I don't really give a shit about that. I don't care. Because it's funny, my last post on Facebook, on my page that is uh, still up, that I have no access to, I've written into Facebook, or I've contacted them several times, and they will never let me back in. <laughs> I tried to, I tried to uh, start another page, and uh, it got denied. I'm absolutely not getting back on Facebook. It was cracking me up. But my last post was, I, will ne I think it's something like, I will never stop trying to help you wake the fuck up. I think it's, I said exactly like that. Um, and then it's funny, because for a while I was like, oh man, that's my last post on there. But now I'm like, yes, of course that would be my last post on there. That had to be the last post on there. So, you know, I started out with the kids and then, you know, into the story about the little boy, but this is all moving into us finding our way out of the dark and back to light. And I'm not talking about, hey, I'm ascending, I'm flying with angels every day. I'm, you know, this is where I'm, this is how I create the new. Um, to ascend, you must know the truth. This is not my words, this is what I've been getting. Everyone must know the truth. As hard as it is to find the truth or to look at the truth or to believe it, because this is a spell. We have been under a spell. Humanity has been under a spell for so long. For so long. You know, Source, God, Creator, made this place the most beautiful heaven on earth. And we were here basking in it. And then we were infiltrated. The Luciferian forces came in. They found the wormholes, they found the ways to get here. And they knew that the only way to take us over, to keep us in enslaved, was to create fear. So I'm going to ask you, what is it that you're fearful of? What things are causing the fear in you? Fear to make a change, fear to take a leap, fear to be around people without a mask on, fear of being alone, fear of being with people, <laughs> fear that you're going to hell. Well, that's a good one. We'll be learning a lot more about that. So lots of things are be coming out for everyone to see. And while I continue my own learning, and I just wait for others to awaken, I'm going to be living life, free as a bird, 
I am creating my heaven on earth. And next month, I will be at one of my favorite places, Sedona, Arizona. I've secured one of the most beautiful, amazing, coolest, most magical homes that I have ever seen. We're having the retreat there. I posted a video of it on my YouTube channel. The title is Sedona Getaway, Are You Coming? Take a look at that house that I found and hear the story of how that came to be. Again, it's my YouTube channel, Stepping Into the Light, Julia Treat. You can find the video there. I have two spots left if you'd like to join me. It's May 12th through the 18th of this year, just a few weeks away. If you're ready to take that leap, leave the fear narrative, and start living free as a bird, perhaps Sedona will be that next step for you. The light in me sees the light in you, and it is divine. Join me on my next pilgrimage to Sedona, May 12th through the 18th of this year, 2022. Just visit juliatreat.com to get the details and secure your spot. Get in now because prices go up on April 1st. Join me in Sedona and return to light with grace and ease.